Mr. Takashi 69, Mr. Takashi 69, uh, we just have a few questions for you. Mr. Takashi 69, uh, what, what can you tell us about your testimony today? Licky with the sticky arm. Um, you know, the only thing I can really say, you know what I'm saying, is I'm not, I'm not even going to let you get the chance to ask me any other questions, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't believe in snitching, you know. I was telling Cardi B that time that she was committing bank robbery. I was like, yo, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm never going to snitch, you know. I'm OG gangster around here, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and that's the same thing I told, you know, um, Will Packer when uh, he was doing all those credit card scams, man. You know, like I, I told him and Brad Pitt, you know, they were, they were acting in concert together. And I had told them, you know, that's that's not how we do in the streets. You know, that's, we don't let information come out. We don't rag. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, people, people want to claim all kinds of gang affiliations and stuff like that. And they talk about, you know, all the drugs that they move in and all that stuff. And I told George W. Bush, I was like, man, you don't even have to be like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't even have to talk about how you got to connect in Columbia and you make things pop in Texas. You know, you don't even have to do that, you know. Um, you know, I, I just try to do my best to put everything in the music, man. You know, I'm trying to keep it real, trying to keep it together, but everybody trying to, you know, take me down or whatever. And, uh, you know, they're trying to take me down the page just because they seen I got rainbow hair. And, and and because they seen, you know, I got, I got a little money, a little flash, whatever, you know, they want to kidnap me. They want to do this. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I and it was crazy is I told Ja Rule uh, when, when he was trying to kidnap me. You know, he's mad at me because, uh, you know, I told him about, you know, Fire Fest ain't going to work and I hold him responsible to it. But, you know, you ain't hear that from me. So thank you all for your time. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Brothers in Law podcast. As always, it's your boy Jesse McCoy, and I am here with the world's leading legal humorist, Sean Carter. How are you doing, man? I'm I'm doing well. Um, no one will care by then, but I turn 52 today. I yeah. uh, today I have to admit I was able to make it through the whole birthday without crying. Actually, I haven't, I haven't made it yet. Um, but I've got my three hours. I'm gonna make it through. The older you get, I promise you, brother, birthdays don't 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 get it don't get fun. They start getting. It's a reminder of all the stuff you didn't do and you might not ever get to do. Today, I had to come to grips with the fact that I'm I'm gonna say it right now for the public people. Um, I had to give up the goal. I'm never gonna be an underwear model. <laughs> that hurt me, y'all. That that hurt me. I had to put that take it off the bucket list, right? And. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of stuff. My bucket put put this way. Uh, my bucket's real light. Everybody want to carry my bucket. Uh, ain't anything's left in it anymore. And so uh, I'm pretty much just, just uh, doing this podcast and waiting to die. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, since we started off on the upbeat level, let's go. Yeah, really. <laughs> let's, let's keep more depressing. Yeah. Well, um, so this week in blackness, what we have seen is the beginning of the Amber Geiger trial. Now, for those of you who may not recall, uh, Amber Geiger was a Dallas police officer who, uh, somehow got confused in the GPS system and ended up going into an, an apartment that did not belong to her, uh, allegedly under the mistaken belief that she thought it was her apartment and ended up fatally, uh, shooting Botham Jean, who through all intents uh, and accounts, uh, was a wonderful, uh, 
young, gifted, and black uh, accountant uh, in Dallas, Texas. We we don't want to sort of gloss over this, brother. Um, You know, came here from which island? Uh, I don't know. One of the islands, brother, comes here, is going to, I believe, some, some Christian school, you know, mm-hmm. these things, you know, big in church, just, you know, everything that he's supposed to be as a young man. Um, and, of course, you know, meets this horrible end. Um, so you said, you said that, tell us how you accidentally or how many clues she missed in getting to the right apartment. So in, in the uh, first day of trial, the DA did an uh, excellent job in trying to lay out kind of all of the, the things that she must have forgotten or missed and overlooked before she entered this apartment. Uh, most telling is, first off, yes, they do live in the same complex, mm-hmm. but they live on different floors. She is on the third floor. He is on the fourth. Uh, the oh, next thing. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. I, I'm gonna keep stopping you. He, but let, let me just get through the first because I need to understand this. It's like, like you know, Denzel said in that movie. Explain to me like I'm a five year old. So mm-hmm. she either got into an elevator and confused the numbers three and four, or mm-hmm. she walked one more or one less flight than she walks every day. Right. I think what the defense's argument so far is that she parked where she could find a space in the connected, the joint lot, and she walked out from that lot into what she thought was the third floor. Okay, all right. All right. So all right. she didn't walk up more steps. Okay, thank you. That that helped me because I got to tell you, I live in a two-story house, and I never walked three. I never had <laughs> it. It even occur to me that, that I could do that, right? So, okay, so right. she may have used, come in on the wrong floor. All right, we'll give her that. So, so – she she gets to the door. Now, the prosecutor brought as one of his items in, to support his opening the red mat that would have been laying in front of Botham Jean's door. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amber Geiger, her unit does not have a mat in front of it, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Right. So the fact that there would be a red, a bright red, like right. there's no mistake in it, a bright red uh, mat in front of the door would be yet another clue that maybe this ain't your house, right? No, no, no. See, I, I can see that because here's what happened to me. I don't know if you, if you, so you don't understand, uh, but I often come to my home with various new, the Mac Fairy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and sometimes it's, it's, it's a nice cashmere rug. It, you, know, you never know what might be on your front doorstep because um, you got Amazon. So it could happen. I, I get it. All right. So, okay. so, so she walks onto the, the red carpet. Um, how does she get into his apartment? So these apartments are uh, apparently electronically locked, and they're unlocked by, uh, they're calling it a FOB key. It's an FOB key. So basically with FOB, for anybody who's never had one, there's a magnetized metallic key that you press against an opening, and it will will cause the door, the deadbolt lock, to unlock. The problem is this. Before she could even touch the FOB key to the sensor, the door opens. And I'm not talking about the door unlocks and opens like the door cracks open. Mm -hmm. Right. So obviously either the door wasn't locked (laughs) or somebody else, somebody else apartment. Right. Right, right. So uh, when this door opens, she makes a decision to enter this unit. And as she's entering the unit, this is where the story gets convoluted. 
if you hear the opening statement from the prosecutor, the story is that uh, Botham Jr. was sitting in the couch eating ice cream, noticed somebody coming into the apartment unit, stood up, presumably to figure out what's going on and because he's probably scared that somebody's coming in his apartment at nighttime. And as he gets up and turns, this person comes into the house and this person shoots him. And there's two shots, right? One hitting the wall and one hitting Botham Jean, causing him to uh, fall to the floor. If you listen to the defense's okay. uh, opening statement, they say that at this point, Amber Geiger is still operating under the assumption that this is her place. Mm-hmm. She opens the door and there's a massive beast of a black guy who's sitting there and he's approaching her and he's coming and trying to attack her and she thinks the only thing I can do is to pull out my sidearm and shoot him to keep him from harming me. This is a self-defense argument that she's making based on the presumption that she thought this was her apartment. Alright, now now, and that all None of it makes sense. Um, and he, here's the thing that's bizarre about the whole thing is, is that I don't get one. And, and partly I get, part of it I get, all right? I'm very absent-minded. You know, I could do almost everything up to up to the shooting part, all right? Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons that I don't own a gun because likely I would definitely, sh- I'd probably shoot myself. All right, just mm-hmm. because I thought I broke in my place, right? I'm so absent-minded. I, <laughs> and I have gone to the wrong woman's room at a resort, and I don't mean that I walked into the door that had the little skirt on it. it. In fairness, it was a Western place, and so they were called heifers and bulls, and I forgot which one was which. So I, I come, I take my big button to the heifer. All right, the room. <laughs> Here's why I probably should have known I was in the wrong place because a men's room don't look like uh, a, a woman's or a ladies' restroom is a little different than men's room. One, there's no urinals. Uh, two, uh, there's no pee on the floor. All right, um, because there's no urinals. All right, and, and so it's pretty easy to be able to tell. But I confess, I'm so absent-minded. I was getting ready to do my talk and thinking, you know, preparing, practicing it. I walked into the woman's stall. Okay, stood there. Mm-hmm. To do my business, three women also here come in. I'm yelling, out, "Hey, I'm sorry, I'm in the wrong place. Please leave." And, and 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 obviously they didn't invite me back. But the point is, is that all of that could happen. All right, but that's why I don't have a gun. I'm not a police officer. I haven't been trained to go into situations in which my you know I, no one gives me the right to take a life because I I take all the lives for the wrong reasons. So Absolutely. I'm wondering how someone who went through this training. All right. Do they just not train anymore? They just you'll take you off Craigslist. How do you go through all of that training and somehow miss all of these clues, including the fact that you walk into another apartment, it doesn't have none of your furniture in it, none of your family. The stuff is all in the wrong order. Um, I went, and here's the thing about it is, are we going to get to hear? I need to hear her side of the story. She need to come on a podcast. Mm-hmm. I need I need to talk to her about seven hours on this one. Mm-hmm. She not. Well, that's to to be discovered uh, starting tomorrow because the defense in their opening at least hedged that we were going to Amber Geiger herself. Right. Um, Typically, for those who may not practice criminal defense, typically this is a big no-no. Like you usually do not let the criminal defendant 
testify, mainly because they probably aren't going to know how to handle cross-examination when the district attorney is asking them, hey, did you do this? Well, you well, know well, what you got. <laughs> and also because when you have a criminal defendant, they might not be guilty of a particular crime they've been charged with, but they're not innocent. So Absolutely. what happens is that the DA is going to use this as a great opportunity to say, oh, by the way, uh, didn't you do this and didn't you do that? And, oh, by the way, did I catch you lying on this and that, right, et cetera, right? So you normally have someone who you know, isn't going to put forward the best face. She probably doesn't have a lot of those problems. I think she has a huge problem in the sense that the only possible defense she has here is that she was m- m- mistaken and that she was reasonable and thinking that, you know, the guy was going to shoot her and, it's very, and was going to attack her. And it's very, very difficult to, for that, inf- that information to come in without her presenting it now you and i you know this is why we're brothers in law we did the research on this to talk about how the defense works here what the charges are so they're being charged she's being charged with murder and i know everybody is probably uh trying to figure out how possibly could this rise to the level of murder but you have to realize that murder is a standard set by statutes of the state. So according to the Texas murder statute, a person can be uh, uh, accused or a person can be convicted of murder if they commit the offense and they were intentionally or I'm sorry, we read this again. A person commits the offense if he or she intentionally or knowingly causes the death of an individual. So as far as murder statutes go, this is, Seems pretty simplistic, right? You just need to <laughs> intend and know that this happened. We're not yes, requiring any. In law school, you know, you learn of a concept that everyone calls it mens rea, where you have a, a requisite mental state. And normally it has to be the kind of thing where, you know, you've heard things like crime of passion and, you know, or premeditated. And this is just sort of thing like, look, if you meant to do it, all right, it's murder. <laughs> and she certainly meant to point her gun and hit him right with the bullet. And so it, it, what would be different in a lot of states is you'd have manslaughter. But in Texas, manslaughter is if you literally did not mean to kill the person. So let's say, for instance, you got drunk one night and just start shooting your gun randomly into the air and a bullet comes down and hits someone. Mm-hmm. That would be manslaughter in Texas. Right. right, where it'd be manslaughter everywhere, but 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 the bottom line is that that's the only thing that qualifies as manslaughter. Unlike, for instance, where you just make a mistake. Absolutely, absolutely. So what this creates is this weird legal analysis mm-hmm. based on her argument of self-defense, mm-hmm. right? And you may be asking yourself, if you've been listening to the facts in the podcast so far, you may be saying. Well, how can she claim self-defense in somebody right. else's house? Right? right? And you would make 100% sense. But we want to walk you through this analysis anyway. So, assuming because self-defense in Texas is a, a subjective standard of the person Absolutely. who is being accused, right? So she comes in assuming that she legitimately thinks that this is her house. Right. Then if there is a imminent threat to her she has both the duty or the ability at least to protect herself and she has the ability to protect herself within this this confine of what she thinks is her house right so what this is encouraging us to accept which is very difficult if you're black you're probably not going to like this what this is encouraging 
people to accept through the defense's argument is that the concept of Botham Jean being a big black man feeling some type of emotion of somebody being in this unit and approaching or encountering her in a way that made her feel like her life was in danger, she would be justified in killing him with her service revolver or whatever because of this self-defense uh, a self-defense statute available to her in Texas. Right. Well, the interesting thing is, this is, by the way, this isn't, you know, a new thing in Texas happens in every state. This is basically saying that if you, a black person, okay, by definition is, is lethal. Any, in, any right. encounter with a black person is by definition gives you a reasonable thought that they are going to kill you. Okay. And that even if they're in underwear, eating ice cream, okay, mm. you should be scared. And I'm pretty convinced that any black person you encounter will be a killer. Um, here's the weird part is, I've been around black people most of my entire life. I've only been killed by black people about three times. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I've never been killed by a black person. Right? The idea, think about it, I won't be the murder, what do they think the murder rate will be in the hood? Right? 150%? If, if mm. every black person you met was a threat, imagine being in the hood, how you, you'd have to shoot everybody. Right? Be the damn zombie warfare. Right? <laughs> and, <laughs> running out just shooting people. And, 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 and it's weird though, because we see it all the time with cops. Oh, you know what? I thought he had a cell phone. Michael Brown doesn't have anything. He's coming at me. Right? Mm. This guy's in his underwear. What conceal, what was he going, what was his lethal weapon? Is, 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 you know, little Botham? Like, what, what was he going to get her with? But the idea is, you know, and here's the weird part is, that part of the mistake, you know, she's basically, you know, that part of the, of, of, of the reasoning might or might not work for her. We think there's some situations here why it might not work. But the, but the other part is, the hurdle she has is the mistake of being in the other person's apartment. That has to be a reasonable mistake. And the right. thing about the interesting about that thing is, is that you look at the totality of the situation. So the argument that, that I saw online, you know, just in a, in a site called Justia, that just explains it generally, says, you know, if you steal property that turns that you think is yours, and you're not OJ, okay, you can actually not be or could be acquitted of that crime. Because even though you stole the property, you didn't think you thought it was yours, and you have a right to take your property. But mm. your belief that's your property must be reasonable. So, for instance, if you know it's not your property because other people are saying that's not your property, or it's got somebody's name on it, or you never owned anything like that, right? Then you don't get to use that mistake. So, oh, you know, I just thought it was mine. I, you know, and so in her context, they're going to go through. That's why the defense, you know, the, the prosecution went through all these details. To show everything to show, was it reasonable to think that that was your apartment? Right. You and I right. think, obviously, no way in the world is it reasonable to go into somebody else's. I mean, here's the thing about it. We're not talking about, by the way, even I can, you know, even I can almost understand getting in somebody else's car, maybe. But I, but, but remember, I'm so absent-minded. I've tried that before. I've, you know, back in the old days where you had key fobs and all that stuff, I've tried to get in someone else's car before because it's the same color. It's dark. I'm absent-minded. I rent cars a lot. Right. I never know what car's mine. Right? How could I possibly know? I wasn't paying attention when I got the thing. So I have to walk through a parking lot for two hours clicking the thing. Click it, click it, click it, click it, click it, right? It's mm -hmm. easy for me to get into somebody else's car. I could see me easily doing that, all right? But 
even I would recognize that's my damn big screen TV or not. And remember, we're not talking about, by the way, her confusing her apartment with another 30-year-old white woman. This is a 23-year-old black man. So so, so, so let me say, and she got it, what, Xbox? And, and and PlayStation 4, right, and hooked up with a TV. She got a copy of the Ebony Cinefold on her front table, right? Like, like how? what kind of things would they have in common, right, that, that she would think, oh, you know what, that big black man decorated his house just like mine. Right. right? I mean, well, the first the first giveaway is it's an open kitchen and they're seasonings. So that's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <laughs> but, right, you know, right. <laughs> what, so what what they show is when she comes in there's this there's a, a lot of stuff in the apartment so they right. even describe the apartment as being pretty messy yeah it's a master pad so it's just a pretty messy apartment they also have this issue with describing the smell of marijuana which is going to be pivotal because she is also a law enforcement officer, right? So if the smell of marijuana is so common to you, does that mean that your place smells like <laughs> marijuana to you? Um, <laughs> you know, no, that's something that he make up after the fact and bogus. And, and, and you know, basically trying to say, oh, he was hopped up. Because you know what weed will make you kill three or four people. I don't know about you. <laughs> that's what weed does. It's, just, it's crazy. You know, they're basically trying to reefer madness, right? Like, what are you talking about? That that would be less reason to think he'd kill you, right? And brother, you know, brother, brother High going to try to kill you. But, 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 you know, they're trying to basically discredit him. Um, you know, but here's the thing about it. Let's say, for instance, in that case, that, like you said, she smells the weed. Like you said, that's more reason to, for her to know she's in the wrong place. Absolutely. It, it, it's absolutely um, nuts, all right? Um, you know, now, they, today, I think it's day four, they just finished the prosecution, finished their case. Now, yesterday, day three was not the best day because not only how this guy got on the stand, who called him, but the lead investigator for the Texas Rangers, and not the baseball team, but the, the, the you know, the, 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 uh, the Rangers, <laughs> uh, the, whoever the karate guy, right, um, plays for, they, that brother came up there and basically gave his conclusion that her mistake was reasonable. And basically answered the question, why, I don't know why they let him do this, because he's, you know, I'm not sure, he, he should not be able to make that, that's a factual determination, right, that the jury has to make as far as, but basically said that, you know, she shouldn't be charged with any crime, because anybody could just happen to walk into the wrong place and shoot a, a black man's underwear. <laughs> and And it's always worse to hear this from Another black person. It just does something to your soul. I don't don't get how you get these brothers to sell out for so little. Like this, you know, he getting diamond and and silk money, right? You know what? You know, know, he's not getting rich doing that. I can see, you know, I can see your boy Jay Z. You you know, give me a (laughs) hundred million. I might, I might not let Colin get to play anymore. But really, how are you going to do this for you know for thirteen hundred dollars a week and a paycheck? I really like. What are you doing? Right, that you would, I, even if I thought so, I'd be like, I'm not saying it. I, you know, I got no too many black women. I, you know, I, I know I got one I got to live with. Right, right, my mama. Right. Um, y'all got to get somebody else to say this. Say this. I, 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 you know, I, I ain't gonna be cooking my own. All right, greens from now on. Right. Well, and, and it presents an interesting dichotomy based on the witnesses that have come. Because what I will say to the Dallas Police Department's credit, I feel like every police officer, with okay. the exception of Amber Geiger. <laughs> has been amazing on the witness stand. 
They they talked about the things that they felt like she deviated from. Mm-hmm. They expressed concerns about the differential between their training and what she did. Um, they also talked about the fact that they were concerned that this guy hadn't had any kind of first responder CPR treatment yet when they got there, but she's a cop too, right? right? So if you've been trained to do all these things, even if this this shooting occurs, and let's say it was legitimately a mistake, uh-huh. then it would seem like you would render some degree of right. aid to a system, and that wasn't done. No, it so, wasn't done. It's never done. You think about how many times have we seen this? I, like I told you, I'm surprised she didn't handcuff the brother. You know, how many times have we seen <laughs> right, right. somebody and then like, oh, we thought he had oh, no gun and still not, think about it. Well, what's the name? Garner died. Garner died, right? You know, mm-hmm. Philando Castillo in, in rendering the aid to him, right? It's right. just like constantly, you know, and, and so that's the only part that makes sense to me. All right. That's usually what the cops do. And you understand why, right? If there's only two of you as a witness and they happen to die, then I guess, guess what? Right. <laughs> Right, yeah. and, and so that's the only part that made sense to me. Now, by the way, there's some, but, but this is the thing. Now, now let's go clear because, you know, a lot of times when we first started with this, and a lot of people, I saw it on the first weekend on the internet, you know, they think this can't just be a mistake. It sounds like such a ridiculous thing that it has to be on intentional. So there was a, a lot of rumors going around, and then I think some, you know, expert on the internet, Pootie Tang six ninety nine or whatever, told everybody that they had been dating. And so these pictures were, were circulated, you know, he had been dating her and, and then therefore she shot him in a lover's quarrel. That doesn't seem to be what the prosecution is arguing, right? So far, that information has not been presented. It would really seem so far based on who testified that this was just a, a chance encounter. Chance but encounter. Also, there's also been rumor prior to the trial, there was rumor about her having noise complaints against him. Ah, right. We haven't heard anything about okay. that. I try to stop um, you. They're going to go with the, you know, this is a you know, mistake. Now, but there is a love angle here. Let's not get crazy. There's always this yes. yes. So uh, it turns out that Amber Geiger was involved in a sexual relationship with her patrol partner on the force. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, the patrol partner and her were engaged in a text conversation that we do not have access to because it was excluded. Uh, from the evidence, um, but okay, let's explain the reason that I presume is excluded is that the argument that it's more prejudicial than probative. That even though you might get some information about what was going on there, it's going to paint her in a bad light when she's talking about how she's going to do this and do that and lick that and suck that and do that, whatever. Absolutely. And so the thought is in Texas, they they put it in jail just for that. Uh, you ain't supposed to be, you know, <laughs> doing, 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 doing that kind of stuff. Not, not unless Jesus is in the room personally. So, yeah, I see why. But here's the thing about it is it might actually be more probative than prejudicial. You have a theory that makes a lot of sense to me and explains a lot of this. Well, my my theory is simple. So she was obviously engaged in text communications en route to the apartment. Right. And it looks like from the texts that were allowed to come in that they were trying to arrange some kind of rendezvous. Now, between that and all the texts that we missed, my theory is that there was some communication from her patrol partner either terminating the relationship or terminating the session that was being set up, right? right? And I think that she was so engrossed in what was going on on her phone and this situation not working out, and the fact that, you know, she had worked a 13-and-a-half-hour day, but from what the officers have testified to, 
uh, who work with her, it's like labor intensive, right. 13 and a half hours. So, um, how, how many times have you worked 13 hours and then went to the wrong house? Like, you know, you need to be working about 130 hours before you go to the wrong house. So, right, agreed. Right. I, I like your theory. I, your theory makes total, total sense. We'll probably never know the truth, but I, I bet who, I bet who does know the truth? That patrol officer's wife. Because it, because she been asking she been she, you think you think Amber Geiger got cross examined he he on the stand right now right then <laughs> in midnight Texas now explain that to me again right <laughs> right, right. right and it's only gonna get worse because if she opens the door to this stuff then Ooh. all bets are off on it <laughs> and right now he remember we don't know exactly who it's with and all that is just conjecture so he you know he's trying to but no brother if you listen to the podcast uh i'm gonna suggest uh you know what just move to just leave, just, 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 you know, it's some, don't even get your stuff. Just go ahead and take that patrol car. Just keep driving. Do a whole Delma Louise. Go ahead and just jump into the Grand Canyon. You can. It's going to be better for you because it's going to be ugly. Right? You, don't want, you, you don't want that smoke. I promise you. Well, the, the situation gets even worse because after her encounter with Botham Jean, the first person she contacts, mm-hmm. not 911, mm-hmm. it's this guy to say, hey, I messed up. I need right. help. Now, what has not been revealed, what has not been revealed is whether or not he responded, right? (laughs) So my thinking is she reached out to him. I'm not sure whether she is reaching out to him to say, help me cover this up, help me fix it. And he just didn't get back with her, probably because he's getting fussed at by the wife. (laughs) And then um, she decided, okay, well, let me do the right thing and call 911. But if you look at the tape, which I, I, I know for a lot of us, we saw Philando Castile. We saw Eric Garner. We saw all these people get killed on tape. And at this point, we just can't take it anymore. But unfortunately, to make sure that I can bring you all the news about this situation, I painstakingly sat there and watched the whole tape. And yes, it is a tearjerker. Okay. So, um, if you see the tape for the first responders, the one cool thing I will give Dallas Police Department credit for is their body cams actually come on about three minutes before someone cuts the body cam on, if that makes sense, or they actually don't turn off after they've turned it off. And the the premise is if somebody's trying to do something wrong and they cut it off, it's still recording for a brief amount of time to pick up what you're doing, right? right? So the body cameras showed first responders trying to get into the parking lot and then getting up to the room. And when they get into the room, you still see Amber Geiger. She's still freaking out saying, I thought I was in my house. I thought I was in my house. I thought I was in my house, but there's no blood on Amber Geiger. Um, when you get, when they get to Botham Jean, he's obviously, uh, in his underwear. He's been shot. There's blood on the couch, blood on the floor. He's not dead. And I don't know how to describe this. He's not responsive, right? but he's not dead. So you can hear them trying to talk to him to keep him breathing, to say, stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. And even trying to roll him over so that they can see kind of what the trajectory of the bullet was and, and all that stuff. But they're trying to work with him. And as the the first responder is walking around the room, they first tell Amber Geiger, get out of the apartment because she's sitting there just talking about, I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought. Right. right? right. And it's not helpful. Right. Right. Not helpful. So they sent her out of the apartment. The second thing, though, and where it really caught me, because I was expecting the blood, I was expecting all that, but where it really caught me was as they're panning out, walking across the room, 
you see that he has an ironing board and an iron set up and that he was literally getting ready to iron clothes for work the next day. So when you're talking about somebody who was doing absolutely nothing wrong, right. he was sitting on the couch eating ice cream and getting ready to get his clothes together for work the next morning. It doesn't get any more innocent than that. And the fact that, you know, the the defense now has this job where they're trying to paint him out to be something different or convince the jury that, you know, he was in a in a mode of attack because this person that came into his house, right? He was in this mode of attack and thus she has self-defense rights. It just runs counter to everything that everybody who talks about him has said. And it right. doesn't make sense. It doesn't go with the trajectory of the bullets based on what the medical examiner was reporting. Um, it, it just seems like she shot him while he was trying to get up from the sofa. And right. literally, he doesn't make it more than two steps from the sofa. Oh no, exactly. So she, this, she is ready. And, and and you know, and by the way, look, I look at her past history. She shot someone in in 2017. Didn't say whether she, she killed him or not. I'm assuming she didn't, um, because he had taken her taser from her. Right. Mm-hmm. So I guess she tried to tase him. So from her standpoint, I mean, this probably come out. They'll be like, look, I tried to tase the guy last time. You know, I wasn't going to take that chance again. Um, but you, you know, you don't have those problems if you're in your own damn apartment. Um, and you know, it'll be a good barometer, I think, of, you know, what the nation thinks about black people. Are we just inherently a threat? And even in our underwear with a bowl of ice cream, I think about what, it, how less threatening, what was he supposed to have, have balloons in his hands too? Mm-hmm. Right, a, a coloring book was supposed to be holding the Bible. How are you yeah. threatening in your underwear and your, you know, in your drawers, right? With your mm-hmm. iron, you know, getting ready to iron your clothes the next morning. Now, the thing that's kind of interesting about this case, though, is that I would still be, be predicting an acquittal except for the jury composition. I don't know how we manage yeah. this, this, this time, but we got how many black people on the jury? We have five black people on the jury and eight women on the jury. Okay. Um, and there's crossover, so I don't know how many are black women right, right, or, right. or whatever. We just uh, need one. But for for typically, for those of you who who don't practice criminal defense, this is usually good for the defense, right? right? Like usually you want people who are you know fearful or maybe you know don't have the same degree of reverence for law enforcement, and typically those are going to be uh, educated people, college students, minorities, young people. Uh, those are typically good for the jury. However. In this situation, it's, it's reversed. Right, black right. people feel some type of way uh, about seeing good black people have the meet these ends. Even at a point while I was watching, when the nine one one responder is playing the audio tape of uh, Amber Geiger calling in this the shooting that she has committed, you can see the judge, the judge who is an African American woman. You can see the judge quickly try to wipe a tear away from her face, right? I saw one thing where she had to turn around. She turned away from the jury. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know how she deals. I would love to have her on the show. So, Judge Kim, if you're listening, uh, oh, I know please. you're going to get right now. But after it's all over, you know, please, please call us. Let us know. Um, but, you know, I wonder how do you process Hearing a case where as a judge in a jury trial, essentially, you're just there to guide. You're not really the person making a decision on anything except the evidentiary objections. So as a judge in the case, how do you 
remain stoic in a situation where you hear these facts and you hear how horrible the situation is. Because remember, she can't just be on she can't just be on the bench crying because that may present uh, a cause for a mistrial. Like you're but, given but you your, gotta get I imagine you have to get sort of somewhat um callous to that because think about it. I mean that if what in this case it'd be another place of somebody who'd been killed, raped, murdered. I mean, you know, she's not dealing with you know with, with happy times. Right, most right. days. So but the fact that it just made her feel some kind of way is amazing, right? They'd be like a surgeon, be like, oh my god, I can't believe the person died. Like, you know, that's kind of how that works, right? Um, and so, it, you know, this, this says a lot. Now, you know, if I just look at that, here's the, the dynamic you always have to worry about, which is okay. Remember, you know, our trials are not a majority, you know, take all type thing, right? It has to be right. unanimous. And right. so the idea is, okay, do, I don't see a situation where the, all five of those black people think, yep, you know what? If you're in your drawers, eating ice cream, I got to shoot you, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't see, you know, an acquittal, all right, in Amber's future. On the other hand, though, it's hard for me to see however many white people we have on the jury, all of them going, you know, I, I just wouldn't be afraid of a black man in, in, in his drawers because a lot of us are afraid of, of black children at their doorstep. Right, you know, and so the idea of big black man, you know, you know, in your house, whatever. It, it, hopefully, they'll follow the the law that says that the mistake she made has to be reasonable. So I can see some of them thinking that it was good self defense, but she was not in her place, and her thinking her in her place, her she was in the right place, is totally unreasonable because there were twenty different signs as to why that's not your place, Absolutely. right? Hopefully that will be what, you know, allows them to reach a verdict of conviction. If they don't um, reach a verdict of, of, of conviction, remember Dallas is a place where they had the rally a few years ago and then the shooting started. And here's the thing about it is that, that, that happened when, uh, when, uh, I think the same week Philando Castillo and, and, um, and Alton Sterling were, were killed and, 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 and nobody was even killed in Dallas and they were shooting Dallas cops. Yeah, right? that was the, the guy that they sent the robots after. Right, right? exactly, right? Yeah. And so, you know, which, which is amazing because, like I said, you know, they were shooting Dallas cops who weren't even involved, right? In, in, in this situation, uh, brothers in Dallas can get a little, get a little interesting. Um, so I think the city is making a bunch of plans, right? For, mm-hmm. for, for riot protection and et cetera. Um, Obviously, you know, you never you want to see that type of thing because it ends up being you know, more of our young people getting hurt. Um, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I wouldn't, you know, be, 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 will be word for it. I, I wouldn't be condemning them if it gets to that. Mm-hmm. Because well, if I, you're a black person, how do you feel in, in Dallas? How do you feel if a jury just said, yes, we can shoot you dead for being in your own place? In your, where you're supposed to be, right? <laughs> Getting ready to go to bed, to go to work like we want you to do. But you know what? That's a threat to us too. And, and this is the other slippery slope that I think we have to make sure we emphasize in this case. Yes, to a normal person, perhaps you can go to the wrong apartment. And to a normal person, perhaps you can overlook the mat, the weed smell, the black people on the wall, the big four spoon <laughs> on the wall, like perhaps to a normal person. The but season. we have to remember, this isn't a normal person. This is a police officer. So any other time, if we were, if, if the shoe were on the other foot, what we'd be saying is that police have a higher standard, right? 
And so because the police have higher training and a higher standard, you have to look at, you know, you can't make mistakes where you go to the wrong place. You can't make mistakes where you don't look at the signs that are around. Even the officers who testified said, well, if you come home and you see that your door is already open and there's a possibility that an intruder's there, you call and wait for backup. She didn't do that, right? And then when she got in the house, she quickly jumped to deadly force, which the ranger seems to believe, hey, that's fine. All the cops are like, well, no, we have other non-lethal weapons that we have. So it's discretion there, right? right? What made you think that we can jump to this conclusion? So for all of these different things that she was able to overlook, you essentially are asking a lot from the jury. You're asking them to say, yeah, all this stuff happened, and that's great, but don't focus on that. Focus right. on the fact that once she got in, there was a big, scary well, black guy coming there. Right, but even like you said, and they have to also agree that, that even if there's a big, right. scary black guy, that you had to shoot him, that you couldn't have done anything else. You you had, you know, not only the weapons like you said, you couldn't have, I don't know, talked to him, right? No, 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 you just got to shoot, but, you know, but think about it. Uh, if you're a 12-year-old black boy in a park playing, right? Right. A bunch right. of people think, yeah, yeah, we got to shoot you, right? So, you know, there are lots of people who think that, you know, any encounter with a black person, you know, should, should justify death. Um, hopefully, hopefully um, that won't be the conclusion here. Um, you know, even if she does get convicted, though, it doesn't, you know, at all help for Botham Jean and his family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and even what the community lost. I mean, this guy was a you know, big part of his church community. Um, I, I just saw recently it was a year anniversary and they had some, um, bunch of civil rights attorneys were getting down, getting in, in the floor. They were going to have some fundraising event. I'm sorry, in Texas, some fundraising event to, you know, trying to continue the work he was doing. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's a loss even if, quote unquote, we win the trial. Absolutely. Absolutely. The lesson that I take from this, and this is very important, particularly for black people, listen, all right? One. All right. From now on, until we at least find out what happened in this case, um, you need to be clothed in your house at all times. All right. Obviously, <laughs> if you be in your drawers, you're going to scare the hell out of white people. Um, no more ice cream. All right. Ice cream, <laughs> apparently, you, you got to just eat fried chicken. I guess they, they would be not so shocked by that. Uh, and, and then the other thing is, this is very, very important, is stop ironing your clothes. And, mm-hmm. and this is something I wanted to stress anyway. We're the only people still trying to look good. Stop it. All right? White people don't get mad. You ever see Trump's pants ironed? No. He oh, looked like, he look, he look like he wearing some Jiffy Pop pants. You know the Jiffy Pop foil? That's just <laughs> everyone always look like tie too long, coat too big. Right? You know, he looked ridiculous every damn time you see him. Hair crazy. And he gets to be president of the United States. All right? So stop all that damn, you know, ironing and, and washing your face and, 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 and all that stuff. Just, just go out looking crazy. You can be somebody. Keep up alive. Well, you know, and and I, I think at this point, man, I'm just I'm I'm eager to see what happens with this trial, only because I don't know what else to to tell anybody. Um, if 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 this guy can, if there's some kind of justification where they have established right. with a jury that this guy deserved to be shot in his house, and this person deserves no criminal liability for that, I think all bets are off at that point. <laughs> like, I think, um, you know. You know, and, and every, you know, the black, the black explanation, because I know I always refer to what's going on in the barbershop. The black explanation is always going to be, what if it was the other way around? Oh, right? please. So, so what if he made a mistake? He went into the wrong apartment, shot a cop, right? Oh. <laughs> shot a cop. 
He's done. He's oh, already. What do you mean done? I mean, <laughs> not only would he've already been tried, convicted, executed, they would have dug him up and executed him again. All right, he, he would have gotten in twofer. All right, no way in the world, you know, would any of this stuff happen. And we're not even going to get to that, but we got to get move forward because we got to talk about. And I mentioned earlier, rumpy, rumple, you know, rumpled still skin. Um, maybe we might be getting rid of uh, Trump. And I know I'm being a little crazy, uh, but the last week has been absolutely amazing. And it didn't include Mueller at all, so Mueller kissed my ass. All right, this all was unmullered. But what happened was to bring you up. We last week there was some reporting in the um, you know New York Times and Washington Post that a whistleblower had filed a report saying that Trump is a danger to national security. And that's really all the information we had. We had a vague reporting, but last week I was traveling, I was in hotels, and they were talking about it a lot. And I remember Saturday morning, I asked my friends on Facebook, I said, hey, you know, I've been hearing about this, and nobody's really talking about it. And everybody was kind of like, look, you know what, you know, we'll, you know we, we've had the football pull from us, you know, we've been Charlie Brown, we're not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe, right? Mm-hmm. We're not going to believe this again, but then stuff started getting real. So last week, all we had was we had a report that there was a whistleblower report that should have been turned over to Congress that hadn't been. And then, of course, Trump and Giuliani gets on TV and says, you're damn right I ordered the code red. I was on mm-hmm. the phone, right? And and Trump said, you, you know, because Trump's not going to back down, you're damn right I ordered the code red. All right, you know, I, I, I <laughs> we live in a world that has, you know, uh, elections. Who's going to rig them? You? You, right? I, I got to rig these elections. And he got, I didn't do nothing wrong. It was a beautiful, perfect phone call. And then he agreed yesterday to release the transcripts of the, <laughs> what's, we should say, let's be clear, not a transcript, a memorandum of recollection of the call. <laughs> Jesse, when you read the memorandum, what was your thought? Well, uh, so when the news broke, I, I figured, okay, I, I never like to listen to what the pundits are saying. No offense okay. to Ellie and all the great people I listen to. But I want to read it for the source material. Right? All right. So, so I go, and the first thing I see before I even get into the words is the footnote at the bottom. That's pretty much like, well, yeah, I mean, this is, this is a memorandum. It, it kind of went down like this, kind of, sort of, right? So I'm like, okay, this has been edited or revised in some way, shape, or form. So then I start reading the actual dialogue between Trump and the new Ukrainian president. And first off, it comes off very condescending. (laughs) We put you on. We made you hot. Right? Like we do this. We support you. You think Angela Merkel out here supporting you? Oh man. You know, he sound like he sound like Dame Dash. Right, we're talking, right. talking to Jason. Like, we can make another one of you. You, you right, know, right, you right. Win. <laughs> I'm the one selling food and beverage up in here. You just up in here, you know, giving rhymes. I can, you know, I, I can make another one just like you. But basically, he gave him kind of talking, you know, that, that my daddy would say was, you know what, you know, I, I'll take you out and make another one just like you. Right, you know, just, you know, just, just, just ignorant. Right. Um, I like the fact that he told the guy, hey, like you said, we made, he, been, he said, you know, that's his, I want to make a good relationship with our countries. And Trump was like, yeah, we should have a good relationship. Although, quite frankly, y'all ain't got shit up in there. All right. <laughs> right. All y'all got is mail order brides. Right. You know, and, and, and socks are too big. Right. I don't know why we're going to deal with y'all, but I'll go ahead and hook you up. If 
you can go ahead and hook me up. Right, right, right. What can you do for me? Right, right, right. There's a prosecutor that I, I really like, but everybody be hating on him. Uh, and yeah, you got power in this situation. Well, that's the thing is, exactly. So he wants him, first thing, you know, the thing that's getting everybody is the idea that he asked the guy to look for dirt on Biden, all right, Biden's son, all right, who Trump thinks is, you know, likely, is most likely, uh, you know, competition. I don't know why you're not looking for, you know, the time that, uh, you know, Elizabeth Warren, right, uh, you know, shoplifted at Target, cause he, cause he don't, <laughs> cause she might win the nomination. But the thing that got me was, is his first request was, I need Hillary Surfer. Mm. Now, cause everybody, you know, tells me you got it. Now, one, um, why? He, is he running, is he planning on running against Hillary? What, what would, what would her server do for him? All right. <laughs> and why would it be in Ukraine? All good questions. I, All good questions. Right. I don't know about you, but, but I've tried to hide some things before, right? You know, some yeah. stuff, you know, basically, you know, tickets I wasn't supposed to buy. Um, and, you know, so maybe, 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 I remember when I was a kid, for instance, um, you know, I, I, I tried to you know, sneak a Playboy in the house. I, I never thought about hiding it in the Ukraine. <laughs> like who the hell says you know get rid of this me well you know i'm gonna stuff it in Ukraine. what would the even i don't even know what the zip code is how are you even gonna send it there right <laughs> so the idea that he was looking for that was crazy but then he's trying to dig up this dirt on Biden's the sun mm-hmm. and yesterday the republicans are all like oh this is a nothing burger nothing burger <laughs> here's why it's a nothing burger because they're not realize they're not taking into account the fact that trump had removed most of the meat. Absolutely. Right? Because this is not a transcript of a recorded call. They went in there and made sure that, you know, the, it's not a court, for instance, the court proceeding we talk about. They're going to have somebody there in a little tiny chair typing on a the machine. Then she's going to, at the end, take a recording of the audio and match up and make sure that she got it exactly right. All right? Mm-hmm. That's not what happened here. This is some fool going, uh, I think that's what he said. And I imagine that when they first were driven to Trump, he was like, uh, you need to take out this part here. I didn't say that. I, I didn't say that, that I'm not going to give you this money if you don't give right, me right, right. stuff. <laughs> Put ellipses there. You don't know what I said. You don't, you don't recognize my Brooklyn accent. Right? I got a deep Brooklyn, Brooklyn in the house, right? <laughs> and, and so you could tell that, you know, that, that there was some, you know, there's no quid pro quo. Um, but it's a nothing burger. One, like I said, he took out the quo. All right. But right, even right. if if you don't have it, the election laws, I understand it, is not to pay someone for um for, for, for a foreign government for, for their uh, help in the election. It's to accept help from a foreign government, because normally the way it goes is the foreign government's more than happy to give you help because then they gonna own you after the election. Absolutely. So the allegation in the Mueller case was never that Trump paid Russia a dime. But that Russia was doing it so they could, you know, get, you know, own the president, which they seemed to. Okay, and, and so th- their idea of a nothing burger was stupid. But then overnight, uh, somebody snuck in and, and, and put two patties and extra cheese <laughs> on the burger. So right. much so that uh, I like the fact that you mentioned earlier it turned Trump uh, into uh, Trump six nine. <laughs> well, let, let me, you know, I want to pause briefly okay. just to give a message to people who are listening who may be engaged in things that they shouldn't be doing. Right. All right. So if you're engaged in things that you shouldn't be doing, 
there are two points that I want to make sure that you understand. One, don't keep a record. <laughs> you won't find drug dealers with ledgers. It just doesn't happen. You don't keep those kinds of records visible. Two, if you have somebody who is keeping a record and they're supposed to be cleaning it up for you, make sure they're cleaning it up. Like, don't leave dirt in the in the unfinished or in the finished report that the whole world is going to be able to access. And now you put yourself in a situation where, you know, I feel like Trump, this is going to be hard to say. Everything that Trump does is what my favorite mafioso personalities in movies do. <laughs> I, like, I love seeing that in a movie. I don't want to see that in real life news for a, a government actor right so even when he when he's like look you know oh well, i know we haven't gotten to the, to the whistleblower part yet uh specifically of him coming out today but even when he comes out today and he's like i need names right like, i need names and you know what you know how we used to do this we used to find creative ways to make this go away i'm not saying killing him i'm just saying that if he ends up Hanging from, you know, sinking in the Hudson with concrete feet, I wouldn't be mad, right? <laughs> right. He's telling us to the people who could do it. He wasn't saying this in the New York Times. He's saying this in the intelligence community. Do a bunch of spies who got some, you know, who, who got a, what we were for, notches on their belt, right? Like, right, really? Right. He, he, the, the thing that got me though was, but remember, that was, that was one of the things he did today, but the other thing he did today was some New Jack City, Nino Brown, uh, it was that pretty motherfucker at the bank. All right, I never liked him anyway. Who was the ringleader here? He started snitching on Pence, brought a bar in the whole thing. Um, you know, he was he was telling all of it. I know where Waldo is now. Um, he was naming names. That's why I used the reference that you know there was a guy a rapper last week, Takashi Six Nine. Takashi Six Nine. Now he's supposed to be all you know hard, but as soon as they start talking to him about going to jail for more than an hour, he was like, "Look, this my mama. She never paid her taxes. My daddy wasn't shit. All right, my 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 my, my sister's a hoe. I know she's a hoe, and she she cheated on several men. I mean, he was going nuts, right? He, he was bringing up people like you know what was it, um, Cardi B. Right, Cardi B, right? Cardi B owed me $35 and she done drugged 17 people. I mean, you know, just like crazy stuff, right? <laughs> Trump was like that on everybody. He, and basically, he basically established that in their minds, look, if I go down, we all going to be sharing, a, you know, a, a two-bedroom sale, right? We're we going to all be roommates for life. I ain't going to take the, the heat for none of y'all. And what cracks me up about this is, is if you don't should be mad today, Manafort. Absolutely. I was thinking the same thing. Manafort took 65 years like he three, like he three years old, like he don't have some time at the end. He, 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 he don't get out to 138 years old and he took the time like a man. He, mm, like, you know, like he took it like a shot, like just, oh, like a shot of Patron. Like I got it. I got, I got this Trump. I got 68 years. I see you right. in, in 2084. And, and, and Trump ain't even near prosecution and he already naming names. <laughs> Yeah, man, going from a life of ostrich jackets to 
eating loaf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, you said, I don't even know where you get ostrich. I mean, I guess I'll say it, but I can't even imagine. I ain't never been to where they, where they were making ostrich, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, you know, so, so, you know, you talked about that. Trump, Trump today comes out, goes to, to the State Department, says, hey, you know what? Uh, I, you know, like I said, I ain't telling you, um, but, you know, if he happened to be there like he, like y'all used to do before y'all became punks, um, <laughs> then, you know, that's just how it works. And you said before, like, Trump is not only a gangster. We talked about this before. Trump is the, 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 the blackest. He's so black. If I met Trump, I put my wallet in my socks. Right? And, you know, I ain't even scared of black people normally, but but there's a couple brothers I know, right? You know, he looked like you know the kind of person who you know might have a tattoo on his face somewhere, right? Um, right, right. He, he, you know, he does all. That's why he wears the bronze and stuff to cover those tats because he does just stuff that's just absolutely ridiculous, right? You go in there, tell them on national TV. Now, this weirdo is, is for once, the Dems seem to be doing something different. So one, for all this time, we've been mad at Nancy because she wasn't bringing impeachment charges. But the truth of the matter right. is she didn't have the votes. And right. you cannot bring that charge if you don't have enough Democratic votes. Now she got enough Democratic votes. Now people come forward and say, you know what, that's it. All right. We're going to vote for impeachment. Um, they're going, I guess, to try to get their ducks in a row, try to present the evidence best. They got two week vacation now. They'll go home. Right, try to convince people, you know, uh, their constituents. Right. The general conventional wisdom is he will never, ever, ever, forever, ever, ever be convicted in the Senate. Right. And you would agree with that, right? Well, it's it's an uphill battle. I now, it, what I'll say is the timing couldn't be better, right? Because right. we're gearing up for elections, and one of the things about it is. It's real cool to be insulated and be all but while you're in Washington. Thank right? you, right. But for election season, you got to go back home and you got to convince people who've been reading all these headlines in the news. You got to convince them that, you know, I was just playing when I was, <laughs> I was watching. I was just playing, you know, I was just trying to make moves so I could get y'all some funding. Right. That's all I was doing. And I just think that people are not going to buy it, or at least that the senators who are, uh, on the ballot this year may not necessarily want to hedge their bet too closely to Trump just mm-hmm. because they know that the sentiment now is not as favorable as it might have been right. in prior election cycles. So there's at least going to be some kind of tacit understanding about, you know, I, I need to differentiate myself from Trump to an extent until yeah. or unless he's able to swim out of this. Yeah, ex- exactly. You know, and the only problem is is, is that you know, it would be possible, you know, if the, if the information keeps coming out. What I like about the information now is that, you know, even how do I say this? You know, it's very difficult to argue. All right. Because, by the way, in addition to, you know, the ridiculous um, transcript we saw of the tape, which trial memorandum, we got the conversation. Even more than that was the whistleblower saying, hey, this is a pattern of, you know, of normal bullshit. And there's a whole locked room where they got, where they just keeping all the transcripts of the shit that he really doesn't say it, right? Absolutely. And so it almost looks like a Nixon thing where he's not going to get in trouble for the conversation, but for the cover up, right? Trying to, you know, hide all this stuff. 
And so, and that looks like, you know, here's the weird part about it is, I, you know, I listen to a little Fox today. Yeah, I try not to because you lose at least 30, 40 IQ points every time I do. <laughs> I'm not going to drive my car home, but I'll take Uber. But the point is, though, is that normally, you know, the Republicans are on there like, oh, this is the BS, it's fake news, fake news. Now they're on there like, uh, uh, well, you know, sometime, uh, you, you know, you're going to need to, uh, violate a couple of constitutions, right? I mean, you know, right, right. <laughs> they're not trying to say it didn't happen. And, and they're kind of trying to deflect. Well, what about Joe? Joe, Joe Biden's son. Like, Joe Biden's right. son ain't running for shit. Fuck Joe. Right. And his son. I ain't give a damn about them. This is about <laughs> Trump. Right. Now, the weird part, though, is that Republicans just have such a majority. Remember, when it goes to the Senate, they need to get 67 senatorial votes. They need, like, 25 Republicans to join the, the, the 42 Dems. Right. And that's going to be an uphill battle, right? But the only thing that will matter, though, is that they might get closer to it. So they're going to get a few Republicans to peel off because you got a few Republicans who are going to be running for re-election in the Senate. And remember, the Senate, unlike the House, has statewide races. And so, yeah, you, if you're a senator in some, you know, backwater place in, you know, in Alabama, you might have 99% Republicans where you you know, if you're a House member, you got to make it. But there are a lot of states like, think about Pennsylvania, all the swing states, where, you know, you don't have a big majority of Republicans. You were lucky to get to the job last time. And you might not want to be the person who has to run constantly trying to, 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 to justify why Trump is allowed, right, to violate campaign laws, violate, um, you know, information requests, um, encourage killing uh, his whistleblowers, right? <laughs> like you might just want to vote. I voted for impeachment too. Let's move on to other stuff. And so they're going to get a few votes. And maybe the whole, the, 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 I think the best case scenario is, let's say it comes out 55 votes for removal, 45 against. Trump right. will still get to stay in office, but the stain will be, hey, you know what? Look, a majority of senators thought your ass need to be right, you know, back at home flipping burgers. Right. And, and Obama didn't get impeached. Well, that's, not, that's a personal thing, <laughs> right? Is that we know as much as he hate Obama and all of a sudden the black president, he gonna be real mad, right? That he got impeached and the black guy didn't. What kind of, what kind of America is this, right? When the black guy don't get in trouble, I get in trouble. I'm sure he's gonna have a way to blame Obama for it though. He's a, you know, if this impeachment process hadn't been, uh, you know, drafted by Obama. <laughs> I mean, they're still literally trying to go this Joe Biden son thing and I'm like, uh, Joe Biden's son don't run shit. What are you talking about? Right? Like he, the, you know, this is a private citizen of maybe your political rival. And by the way, we see Elizabeth Warren come on up. All right. Where, you know, now, now, now she running around kissing people, you know, Joe Biden's the back of his neck, right? Where it's like, I'm not even, <laughs> I'm not even sure Biden will be the nominee, right? And so, you know, it's like this idea that you're, you know, these are somehow equivalent acts. And I'm so sick of whataboutism. I, does nobody have parents? Remember the time you tried to tell your mom that everybody else on the street was doing it? Right, right. <laughs> right. What, what, so everybody what, what, else what happened to you? Thank you. Did, did they take off all the bridges since, since 1983? Because what happened? That's exactly every, every person. No, maybe it's the only black thing. Everybody I know was told about the bridge and how you just can't jump off the bridge because everybody else is doing it. Right. Apparently, Republicans don't, white people don't have bridges apparently because they just, oh, you know, yeah, well, what about him? I wish I, I wish I could have ever gotten away. 
with, whoa, you know what? Ray Ray did worse. <laughs> I, 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 I live on a street where I got in trouble and lost all my privileges for bringing home a B minus. Right, right. Right? We had a guy on my street kill somebody. And I still got in trouble. I can go, hey. <laughs> Pookie shot somebody. <laughs> right? How you going to get me? I'm, I'm on punishment because I got B minus. Right? And they were like, you get that damn right. Right? It's like, you know, this idea that somehow Republicans keep going with this, you know, so-and-so did worse. I'll give a damn. Your president is, 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 here's what I love about it. He should be impeached for, for just ignorant. They need to rewrite the Constitution, high crimes, misdemeanor, and, and you know what? And nigger shit. Put that in there so you get it passed. <laughs> high crimes, misdemeanors, and nigger shit. Because he does stuff that I'm just like, God damn. If he was black, I'd be embarrassed. Hey, man. I, I love every minute of it because I feel like America got what, what it wanted. Like, they were so fearful when Obama got in office. This is what people thought Obama was going Thank to you. do. They were so fearful. And now, when they really, when they really see how this goes down, but now they have to save face, so they have to have a spin on it, or they have to be able to, you know, somehow justify stuff that is unjustifiable, right? You're so right, I and mean, that's exactly it, which is that all, I mean, cause in their minds, it's exactly the kind of stuff that Obama would be doing, right? He'd be calling African countries, right? You know, getting them right. to come on, you know, come on here and, and you bring your spears and start a little war against, against my, my opponents here and, you know, go stab so-and-so. I know he thought he was going to be calling in the hood in Chicago, right? You right. Go, go, you know, go ahead, you know, Ray Ray, I need you to go ahead and take out Mitch, right? You know, and all that kind of stuff. And Obama was the nicest guy in the world and Trump does everything that they thought he was going to think about, trying to make money off of it. Right, Obama, did, 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 you know, wasn't making trying to make a dime. Trump is literally God first thing guy said is, "I stayed your hotel. I paid extra. I paid that extra money to hotel. You know, try to let Trump know. You know, I know the game. All right? Right. I know I'm supposed to put some money in your pocket first. I mean, this is some soprano shit. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I'm I'm paying off porn stars. <laughs> I gotta tell you, and I and I want to apologize to 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 our listeners because this is not. I try to be a role model for the young people. To just turn off if you're young because I don't want, ever want you to do this. But I argued with some idiot on the internet yesterday. But I, I, I usually avoid this. I really do. Pray for me. But but what happened was he said, I, I just pray every night that we keep the president we have. And I was like, look, you can do a lot of stuff and try to support your Trump bullshit. But what you cannot do is go to the Jesus that I know and heard about and tell him, Lord, I need you to keep the whoremonger in office. I need you to keep the guy who never repents. I need you to keep the guy who 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 forget a proud look as nothing in embodies pride and arrogance and everything he does. Lord, that's the one I need you to keep in power in your name. See, I think if you say a prayer like that, at least if, if, if Jesus don't slap you personally, I think I've been deputized. I've been baptized. <laughs> I think that's what I was, I was dumped in the water for is to slap the shit out of you. If you say something like that. You know, at least just go ahead and say it. I'm a moral degenerate. I like babies in cages. I got my tax return. Ha, ha, ha. But don't try to invoke some holiness that you pray. But, but think about it. What 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 part of, uh, of, of the Jesus playbook was that? 
Remember the time Jesus called? I remember that. No, I'm wrong. I remember the time he called Peter. So remember all that shit I did for you, all the miracles I did? You, you, you better give me my damn. You, you better, you better, you better give me my money. Remember that time? It's all about me around here. Don't you see my words in red? It's all about me. It's all about me. Remember that time? I mean, I just like, you know, I'm just amazed at the guy who is the most brazen. You know, I would understand if you were, you know, uh, going that way for, for dumb George. Right, at least, at least, you know, George was, 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 was not the brightest guy, but he wasn't out there. Literally today, so my, I remember the good old days when we were smart, when we would take people out back and kill them. <laughs> Make America Je- great again. <laughs> <laughs> In Jesus' name. Remember what part of the Jesus Play Good Book was that? Was that, was that the good old days? Uh, man, I, it like, when I, when I saw the news story come across my screen, I was like, there's, there's no way. There is no way that a president is going to openly be like, I need names. <laughs> I'm like, yo, even, even the whole like Scooter Libby thing, it was like, all right, stuff, stuff got bungled, right? Like, like we exposed somebody names. who just probably exposed it. You we're know, not, we not coming out like, yeah, give me names. Like, <laughs> you know, here's the thing about it is, you know, you really look at some of the old Nixon tapes. There was a time when Nixon was getting a little crazy and he was like, I think we may have to take some people out. Boy, he didn't say that in public. He didn't go on TV. I mean, not TV, but, but in a group. Of, and by the way, his, he didn't just say that, by the way, randomly some campaign donated. These are people who actually could do it. He's basically saying to them, I want the name of the person. We probably in this room now. Right. Right? I need to see his ass, in, you know, dead in a week. Right. And I'm like, I don't get how, you know, it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. Where sometimes I think he doesn't even know. That's the other thing about it is when he released that transcript yesterday, you and I have had the same exact thought, which was, oh, my God, this is the stuff they wanted us to see. <laughs> he Remember, he was my high was a perfect call, and I right. couldn't wait to turn it over. And I'm right. like, even if you had not done the – the campaign stuff and the and extortion, you were still an asshole. Like you are the worst person in the history of the world. <laughs> anyway, we need to get going. And people, we will see you next time. Is there anything you want to plug, Jesse? Well, I just want to make sure <clears throat> for those who haven't already done so, uh, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Brothers in Law. That's B R U T H A S N Law L A W, and also. Uh, you go on iTunes or go on SoundCloud or whatever listening uh, apparatus you're using and leave stars, leave reviews, tell your friends about the podcast and how great it is. I've been getting a lot of good feedback about all of the special guests that we've had leading up and we've got more special guests on the way. Uh, everybody you like, definitely, you know, keep recommendations coming in. Uh, if you know somebody and you want to slide us their email address, or a phone number, we can reach out. Definitely do that as well. We want to make sure that we are bringing on voices that you guys are going to be interested in hearing, but primarily voices that are going to be new voices of the future, folks who are emerging (laughs) that we feel like we can have some kind of stamp to at least know where they're coming from. Um, And, you know, we still looking for sponsorships. So uh, (laughs) if you, if you know somebody at Pepsi, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not biased. I, I think Pepsi's delicious. So if you look at, if you know somebody at Pepsi who wants to give us, you know, millions of dollars, 
Uh, <laughs> so I can see this work and bring you this fabulous content, then let us know that as well. Alright. No, good. Alright. I want to say that, um, speaking of special guests, understand, I believe, I, I read today that, uh, Ellie Mistall, uh, just made the Roots, uh, top 100. Yeah! Um, now, I want Ellie to realize that, um, you've been going on MSNBC for years, uh, you didn't make the top 100 until you got on the brother-in-law podcast but um so I, i'm not gonna take credit for it um but i'm gonna say uh, like uh you were ukraine um you better recognize uh who got the power around here because uh you know we we, we were directly responsible for your root 100ness and we could take it away if, if we don't get you back on the podcast so just think about that ellie you out there you know you don't be call a brother and the roots just so you all know I'm I'm a little shocked that we didn't get honorable mentions. I I, I feel like at this point we should be on everybody's shortlist. Well, so you didn't make it. You didn't make it, Jesse. I'm sorry, I didn't realize you didn't make it. I'm 37 on the list. I didn't, I didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was 101. I'm, that's why. That's why I, we were 101, 102. That's my theory. All right, I okay, okay, do, okay. We just barely missed a list. If you went down and you know it got cut off at the bottom of the page, but okay. if we got enough, we would have got it one one on one and one on two. If they do one on two, we gonna get it. We are gonna build be in there uh, next time. And Ruta, so we, we better be in there in two thousand twenty. Absolutely, NAACP awards, y'all too. Everybody, everybody's on notice. And by the way, Sears, um, if you're still looking for underwear models, like it's nineteen seventy three. Look, look, you go on out of business anyway. You might as well make a more black man's dream come true. Let me be in the underwear issue uh, this coming up. We're not going to sell it anyway, so go ahead, see Let's uh, go ahead and make this happen. Make my dream come true, baby. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time.